Oh, hey! My name is Elizabeth Henstridge and I played Gemma Simmons on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for seven seasons! Oh my gosh, seven seasons, not over it. Clearly not over it because now I'm making a whole podcast about it where I re-watch each episode with people who worked on it in front and behind the camera. We'll spill the tea with some juicy BTS, do a deep dive into the show, answer your questions and ultimately, hopefully, demystify the industry by sharing all the ways to work in it and the pathways to get there, challenges and all. I hope this podcast can inspire you whether you'd like to pursue a career in film and TV or not. My mic is named Liam, and you are welcome to be a Lilpid, which is our community name, because I love leopard print and my nickname is Lil. So with that, welcome to Live with Lil, the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Hello, welcome to another episode of Live with Lil. Oh, oh my gosh, I've only got one of my headphones in. Ah, there we go. Sorry, welcome to another episode of Live with Lil, the podcast episode 115. This week we are watching Yes Men that was written by Shalisha Francis and directed by John Teleski. Starring, guest starring the most amazing Jamie Alexander who plays Lady Sif who was in the Thor movies and Jamie is going to be on the podcast today which I am so excited for and just fangirled out over her so hard when she came on to do the episode and then when I contacted her about this I had the same thing of like oh my gosh she's so amazing I'm gonna contact her and see if she wants to come on but she'd probably be way too busy and la 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 and anyway she just could not have been nicer about it and was so up for it and texted me straight back and was just so so wonderful she was also on blind spot with my good friend Luke Mitchell, who played um, Lincoln, <laughs> ah, who played Lincoln on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., who was Daisy's boyfriend at the time. Anyway, 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 I digress. Jamie Alexander is going to be on today, as well as Anne Foley, who is the costume designer for this season. Jamie played Lady Sif in the Thor movies. Just a little backstory on Lady Sif. Lady Sif is a fearsome Asgardian warrior and a good friend of Thor. A good friend of Thor. How casual. What a casual... I mean, how else do you say it, I suppose? But a good friend of Thor. And the Warriors 3. So, an Asgardian warrior. <laughs> Can't get much better than that. And a little fact about Lady Sif. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby based her on the Norse goddess Sif. So, um, there you go. So I can't wait to dive in with her. What's it like playing an Asgardian warrior that was based on a Norse goddess? I mean, such a lot to unpack there. We've had loads of brilliant emails this week. I've absolutely loved reading them through and reviews. I'm going to read a few of them. I hope you're having a good week. Thinking about my week, I went on a very long walk this morning in the rain. Don't know if you ever do that. I just whacked on a podcast. And it was raining, but I'd really got in my head that I really wanted to just get up and walk. And so this is Sunday that I'm recording this. So I just got up and walked and I'm sure it has not really got light today. You know, one of those winter days where it's just grey all day. It doesn't really seem to ever become day. It's just sort of grey day. Anyway, that's how it's been today. So I've got that quite sort of achy bones, you know, when you've walked a lot in the cold, I've sort of 
bristled against the rain. And yeah, so I'm feeling very cozy now. I've put my jogging bottoms on and a little hooded jumper sweater situation. And I'm talking to you, which is just my fave part of the week, of the Sunday, of, you know, I don't want to say the favourite part of my life, but it's definitely up there. Right, let's get to some of these emails. So, last week I was talking about explaining a bit about the picture that I had of, or that somebody asked about with Ian and I, who plays Fitz, we were posing with a monkey. And I thought it was perfect, because I've got an email about a monkey. It says, hey Lil. As I am writing this email, I am also listening to your 114 podcast, and when you explained the monkey picture with you and Ian, I felt the need to write this email to you. So glad you did. Right, so last Saturday, the 28th of November, we had a wild monkey enter the estate, and now it's the 8th of December, and the monkey is still here. Wild monkeys aren't that common to see in the house's estate, so when I first heard about it, I was super excited, and I think that I'm really lucky. I should say that this is Ali, who's writing from Singapore. There is a huge tree outside my room and it's the tree the... Oh my God, I thought I wasn't recording. I am. Right, sorry, Ali. I'm really not giving your email the flow it deserves. Okay, there is a huge tree outside my room and it's the tree the monkey is usually over there sleeping and I've seen it multiple times. This monkey is super cheeky and often comes into the houses and takes food. So we are told to close the windows and doors so the monkey will finally leave. Oh, but it may take a while to go first. On one occasion, it went into a house and stole a whole loaf of bread, went to the basketball court and sat on top and ate the bread. (laughs) This made me think of Fitz's obsession with monkeys in the first season and I absolutely loved it. I've secretly named the monkey Fitz, but according to my mum, everyone else in the estate named it George the monkey. But hey, the monkey will always be Fitz to me. I've seen the monkey up close and it's absolutely adorable. I know that I would be quite sad when it finally leaves, so I'm taking all chances I have to go and find the monkey. However, it's the rainy season here in Singapore, so we can't go out much. Anyway, hope you enjoyed reading this email about a wild monkey here in Singapore. Lots of lemons, Ali. Ali, thank you so much. I absolutely loved reading that. The thought of a monkey being naughty and stealing a loaf of bread and then going up on the basketball court and eating it just. How gleeful, what a lovely, and it's out there in the rain, although the monkey probably doesn't mind. Thank you so much, Ali, from Singapore. And I thought that was a good excuse to read another email from Eddie, who is from Germany. Quite an international feel this week. It's always good to have a theme, isn't it? Eddie writes, Hi, Elizabeth. It's great that you are using your time and energy to show us Lilpids what a great show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is and always will be and how awesome the people are who helped make the show. The joy and love for the S.H.I.E.L.D. crew and also interacting with people can be felt in every second. I was just listening to episode 14 with BJ, the best, while I was painting some woodwork I've done lately, which is inspired by your positiveness and willingness to be creative. Love that. Especially in the current situation, it is more remarkable what great work you are doing, delivering an amazing gift each week. Every time I hear the intro after your introduction, I can't help but get emotional. And think about the wonderful scenes in the show. Oh yeah, the little sizzle situation. I wish you and Zach, the entire S.H.I.E.L.D. crew, every single guest on Live with Lil, all the best. Have a great week. Much love from Germany, Eddie. (gasps) You can see why I just love reading the emails every week. Thank you so much, Eddie. What a great email and love to Germany. Liebe? Is that love in German? I sort of know, hello. Mm, 
and Tschüss, which is like, see ya. Oh, and Meersweinchen, which is guinea pig in German. So there you go. Clearly I'm sorted for my international travel. Next email I want to read is from Marcy. Very exciting news. She says, hi, Elizabeth. I'm not sure if you will read this. Oh, I am. But I wanted to let you know that I found part of the scene of Agent Tad from episode 112. So, backstory. Zachary Burt Abel, who is my fiancé, who is often on the these episodes, he comes on the YouTube live, that we take the footage from and put into a podcast. You probably know that if you're listening by now, but anyway, 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 he monitors the live chat. So he'll see questions come in and he'll slice them into the group chat seamlessly of the Zoom. Anyway, he guest starred in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on episode 112, so a couple of episodes ago. And unfortunately, that episode was like 12 minutes over or something. So loads of scenes got cut. And he, in the show, played Agent Tad, who was a one-night stand that Simmons had back at the S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy. Anyway, so there's your backstory. Marcy says, I've been a fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. since season one and faithfully have watched it all the way through. It's one of my favourite shows. And I actually got a DVD of the first season. In the DVD, there are some deleted scenes and one of them titled Simmons Has Boyfriends. I immediately watched it, but unfortunately, it seems to start right after Agent Tad leaves the table where Simmons and Sky are sitting. The deleted scene on the DVD goes on for about a minute with conversation you and your various guests have mentioned about Simmons being a cool kid at school. I was disappointed that Zach wasn't in the deleted scene, but I thought the title would help you find it somewhere else with him in it. Oh, I actually have the scene. I just don't know if I can share it. Maybe I will. What would they do to me? Oh, I don't know. Can't fire me necessarily, but... Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll call my lawyer. <laughs> don't have a lawyer. Well, let me just put it out there. Anyway, Marcy says, I have enjoyed watching the lives listening to the podcast. While I am not going into the film industry, I find it very interesting how everything behind the scenes works and I have grown to appreciate even more how hard everybody works to create something people enjoy. Keep up the good work. I hope you have a wonderful week, Marcy. Marcy, thank you so much for your email. Yeah, I need to sort of decide if I'm going to release the footage of Zach. <laughs> oh, maybe I will. Do you want to see it? Is it worth me just putting it out there? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, Marcy, thank you so much for your email. What you were saying about you're not going to go into the film industry, but you do find it really interesting. I absolutely love that. And that's been a little bit of a theme in the emails this week, as well as international vibes. Because Lauren, like you, says, Hi Lil, I just wanted to send another email to reaffirm my love for this podcast. I was having a rough week back when you read my email in episode 109 and hearing it read on the podcast made my entire day and probably my week too. I love that. Thanks for writing back, Lauren, because she says this podcast has become the thing I use when I need something to cheer me up. I started grad school in October and it has been a rough go so far. Oh, if I'm ever having a bad day or struggling with stress, I grab my headphones, put on this podcast and take a walk. Within minutes, I'm laughing and smiling again. You radiate light and cheer and that is something I think everyone could use right now. Oh, Lauren, I just want to give you a big hug. I also wanted to reiterate my point made by other people that even though I don't plan on going into the industry, I absolutely love learning all the behind the scenes information. Simmons has been an inspiration to me for years since I am a female scientist, but I love how this podcast encourages me to tap into my creative side by painting or writing. 
Thank you again for doing such incredible work and engaging with the fans. I know we all appreciate it. Love, Lauren N. Lauren, thank you for writing back in. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry it's been a struggle at grad school. I can only imagine that that can feel super isolating at the moment with loads of lessons being online and that can just be really difficult. And during the winter as well, it's just hard, isn't it? So... I'm sending you a big, big virtual hug and anybody that is feeling, oh, just like things are a bit of a struggle. I see you, I hear you, I'm sending you love and light through the airwaves. And yeah, I hope this can be a source of just joy. That's the main thing. It's just, I loved working on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and clearly was not ready to let it go. And I just feel like there's so much good that came out of that show. And if we can help squeeze every little last bit of it into this podcast, then that's brilliant. I'm so glad that it's that it's helping on your rough days. Okay, I'm just going to read another one talking about whether you want to go into the industry or not. Greener says, I love watching your live watch alongs and the guests you have on make the film and TV industry sound so interesting. It's actually inspired me to go sign up for a motion picture industry orientation course. It'll give me the basics of set life and help me decide if it's something I want to do or not. I want to start as a production assistant and see all the different jobs there are, and maybe that can grow into a new career for me. So again, thank you so much for all you do. You always make me smile. Love you from Gina. Gina. Maybe that's Gina. Thank you so much. I just... (laughs) That makes me want to cry. The fact that the watch-alongs and listening to this podcast has inspired you to... Sign up for the motion picture industry orientation course. That was when we were talking to two ADs, two assistant directors, a few weeks ago, Denise Poor and Katie Carroll. And they were talking about the ways to get in to be an AD. It's also such a brilliant way to, as you say, Gina, see all the different jobs on set. Because as a PA, as a production assistant, you do coordinate with all the different departments. So you can really get a good look at how each department works and what it takes and what skills that might fit with you and yeah that's just so brilliant gosh the positivity that just exudes from these emails that we get and the reviews is just brilliant I'll just read a couple of reviews thank you to everybody who leaves reviews on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on it really makes such a difference to help people find us and to help keep growing this wonderful community of lilpids that we've have cultivated and so I'm just so excited to have everybody along for the ride so I'll just read a couple. Skeetles writes, love this podcast so much. This is actually the first review I've ever written and it has a question attached. As a teen who wants to be an actor what should I do to make that happen? Please I cannot sing in any way shape. Oh P.S. I can. (laughs) Oh gosh. Ah, P.S. I cannot sing in any way, shape or form. You don't need to be able to sing unless you want to be a singer or a Broadway star. And even then, you know, maybe you could just sort of sing talk. This is coming from somebody that is not a Broadway star, clearly. Although I have sort of cleared out my pipes on this podcast every now and again in a little tune. But I'm guessing that's not necessarily why you tune in. Uh, And definitely not my branding. As a teen who wants to be an actor, what should I do? I would say don't worry about not being able to sing and join every community drama club that you can. Join the drama club at school, see if there's any theatre programmes going on around you. 
Just experience, experience, experience is, I would say, the best way forward. Just if you love it, keep nurturing that passion of yours and the rest will click into place. Start looking at drama schools, maybe. I went to university first and did drama and theatre arts and then went on to drama school afterwards. I would say keep doing it as a hobby, feed that passion, get to know people that love it too. There's such a brilliant community that can be around theatre and drama. Oh, see, I didn't go to drama school till after university because I really wanted to make sure that it was definitely what I wanted to do. To be an actor, you will deal with a lot of rejection and it is a very can be a very challenging path to take in life with not much guarantees. But I would not change my journey for the world. So yeah, I just keep it as a hobby. Keep pursuing it, keep going with it. Look into drama schools, look into agencies. And if you can build a community around you, you will find that you'll each share information of how things work. But yeah, I would say as a teenager, join every local drama club going get experience, build a community around you and, you know, just know that uh, that you don't hang your self-esteem on whether you get a part or not or whether you get into drama school or not. If you can have a really solid foundation of self-esteem and self-love and self-worth, then you'll be golden. And I love it. I couldn't do anything else. Or you know, I'm saying I couldn't do anything else. I want to do lots within the industry, but I'm so happy that I'm an actor too. (laughs) Okay, this one from Sophie. Love it, love it, love it. So grateful for this. That's it. And I'm so grateful for you, Sophie. What a perfect, perfect review. Thank you. So grateful for this. It's just amazing. I'm so grateful for you. Hey, without further ado, let's get going with this episode 115 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. titled Yes Man. Uh, Yes Man. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I almost got through that sentence. Titled Yes Men. Join me as I watch along to this episode with Lady Sif, Jamie Alexander and Anne Foley. Amazing costume designer. Let's see if I can get through this without fangirling crazy hard. I'll probably get tongue-tied and mix up my words and uh, maybe have the clock upside down again. But hey, stay tuned to find out. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I never want these intros to end. Hey, I'll see you on the other side where I'm going to answer some Reddit questiones. Okay, hey, thanks for being here. I'm so happy you're here. Here we go. Oh my gosh. So Augustine said to me, hey, don't forget to mention that we're going to go on holiday for a couple of weeks. And Kalili, I forgot. I even put it at the top of my notes. And I still forgot, didn't I? So because this is a podcast that is based on guests coming on most weeks, although it has been every week up until now, maybe we'll do some where guests don't come on. But anyway, I'm going to take a couple of weeks off over the Christmas period because, you know, people are busy with families and things. So, oh, let me get my little calendar out. What I'm thinking is we're going to be off for Tuesday the 22nd and Tuesday the 29th. So for the next couple of weeks, we'll be off. And then we might do a little bonus one on the 5th of January where it might be a little Q&A with Zach and I or with me. So do send in your email questions 
And you can put a little cheeky question on a review if you like, as Skeetles did. So we're going to do a little Q&A, a little bonus pod, but we are going to take the next two weeks off. So if you're listening to this and you're catching up, then don't worry about it. The next one will probably just play automatically. But there will be no new releases on the 22nd and the 29th of December. But do send in questions because I think we'll go do a little cheeky Q&A that will come out on the 5th of January. And then we'll be in 2021. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? And we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming. Okay, now let's do this thing. Welcome to level seven. This is actually a bit thrilling. Someone really wanted our initials to spell out shield. We have a small but active fan base. We are unstoppable together. You guys are my family. We don't move on. We hold that place in our heart, even after we say goodbye. We are not agents of nothing. We are agents of shield. I get the countdown to press play wrong every time. So, you know, we'll see how we go. <laughs> okay and and gets it she knows yeah it's like it's, it is what it is it's all good <laughs> <laughs> okay we're here welcome everybody to agents of shield watch along live with lil episode 15 of season one you might recognize a couple of faces on the zoom today we have Anne foley costume designer extraordinaire and jamie alexander lady sif Woo! Woo! <laughs> We really need to get some uh, like cheers sound effects. Um, yeah. And Zachary, but Abel, my betrothed down there. How are you feeling, Zach? Uh, I've I've been better in my life, but I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You just yes. get your leopard print jacket on. You're ready to go. Yes, I had I had a couple of drinks with Luke Mitchell via Zoom last night, and Simon Cassini's. And uh, oh, are you kidding? That's amazing. Yeah, the three of us, three of us. Yeah, they had wine. I had whiskey, and I'm. Still I like it. it. Yeah, you're still like standing. It. Well yeah. done. Luke Mitchell, of course, played Lincoln, and Simon Cassinides played Bakshi. So yep. really, it was a you had your own little you did, your own Agents of Agents Shield, Shield party. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna let's do the countdown to press play because um, otherwise we'll just chat and time will get away from us, and we might as well chat with totally. the episode playing. Okay. So I'm I'm queued up to okay. just. At the Marvel flip. Okay, hang on. I think. Ah! There's a recap. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can now just play the. Okay. Just tell us when the Marvel thing comes up. It's up. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Now I just need to turn my volume off. Oh my gosh, we did it. That might have been the smoothest ever. I think it was. Jamie, you're like good, uh, you're a good influence. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is so weird. I, I never watch myself. So this is. <laughs> oh, no, you're just going to have an existential crisis about. My shyness coming in. Yeah. How long before, I guess this is a question for both of you, but how long before did you know Lady Sif was going to be in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for this app? Uh, well, for me, I was at an event and Clark Gregg came up to me and said, would you want to be, would you come on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if we asked you? And I said, yeah, of course, that'd be fun. You know, I not thinking Marvel would do that. I, I didn't know. 
And about three days later, I got a phone call and I was like, nice. They said <laughs> that no one can say no to. And then, <laughs> I, but I don't know the duration. I can't remember the time from when I knew until when I filmed. I don't think it was very long though. Do sure. you? I mean, I, I found that? out when I got the script for the episode. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, it was pretty <laughs> so I found out what, like 10 days before, I think? Oh yeah. my gosh. And did um, Lady Sif yeah. come with her? Oh, oh no. no. Did you freeze? Oh yeah. That amazing costume came from Marvel. Yes, I remember <laughs> squeezing into that again. Uh oh, uh, did I just <laughs> drop out? <laughs> yeah, there you are. And she's back. There you are. Um, oh, welcome to the norm. There's something going on with um, England's Wi-Fi as a whole. Sorry. I think I Wi-Fi didn't... in general right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's all the lockdowns. Not good for the Wi-Fi. No, not at all. Um, um, sorry, but yeah, no, we use the same. Answer. Oh, no, we use the same costume from uh, Thor, the second Thor film. Because I think this episode ties into, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I think that season, our first season was tying directly into the films that were being released mm -hmm. that year, the Marvel films. So, uh, and I think Thor had just come out. So we use that same costume for that continuity. It was great. It was beautiful. God, it was yeah, gorgeous. That one, that one fit uh, much better than the first movie. That one was <laughs> really, like, oh, this is real metal. Okay. And then the second one, uh, by that, by the time we made that movie, it was, um, there were like these stretch, uh, fake stretch leather pants or something. Yeah. Leather. I, I don't remember, but you could kick in it and it wouldn't rip. So we were like, fantastic. Um, Yay. Wait, so the first, the yeah. first Thor costume, that was real metal? I had a, a corset and then a metal armor corset, which I have to, Whoa. Uh, I had to uh, run into it. So this lovely woman named Valentina, who is my, costumer she would try to pry it open and I would be sideways to it and I would shimmy in like I'd have to take like a two-step and try to get it and she would push me into it and if it caught on my ribs in the wrong way <gasps> it was like the worst but eventually it just I we worked out this weird technique and um surprisingly it worked uh but oh yeah. my god so yeah. once it was on wow. that thing is not coming off until the end of the day Right, it took about 45 minutes to be able to go to the bathroom. So you'd have to like kind of think ahead and like go, oh, I just drank that water, I should probably. So it would, because there were so many hooks and so many things. And that's usually when I had like the cloak on and stuff like that, it was extra. But just the armor itself, it, it didn't take as long. Uh, but this costume that you see in this episode um, was, uh, it was a, a lot less individual pieces and more like a set of pieces that would hook, you know, with one giant hook or something like that, if I can remember. Wow. Yeah. Was it still metal? Was it? Not really. It was like a, there, I, it wasn't metal. It was like this malleable armor, right? Like I remember. Yeah, it was a, yeah, like it was a painted urethane. Yeah. It looked like it was metal. So it wasn't, um, it was heavy and right. it was safe for stunts. And, you know, mm -hmm. so that it's not, it's not so heavy that the actors can't do what they need to do. And, and Thor too, I mean, Jamie, you were on horseback, weren't you? I oh, believe yeah. there was like, yeah. So uh, I think they had to figure out a way to do this so you could do all of your stunts and all of that work in this yeah. costume. Yeah. Um, but for us, I mean, we'd never laid eyes on it. And so it was great because it was actually really easy to figure out how it worked. And thank God Jamie remembered too, because it was that first fitting was like, okay, 
I think I remember like this goes here, that goes there. And so we figured it out. It was great. Yeah. As time goes, I remember your boots and those wedges. And I was like, girl, oh oh my gosh, they were amazing. Jamie, I'm getting questions from the, uh, from the chat about like not only you entering shield, but like the process of you becoming a part of Thor in the beginning. Would you, do you mind talking about that? Sure. Uh, it was actually quite comical. Um, the way I got the part was, I think I was one of the last people to audition. And at the time I had been on a series called Kyle XY, but it was, uh, I would say a very low paying job for all of us. And when it got canceled, the writer's strike happened. So nobody had any, any jobs. And wow. instead of blowing through all my savings, I decided to get a bartending job again. Um, which was so bizarre because at the time I was bartending, my show was actually on the TV. So people were like, isn't that you? And I was like, (laughs) you know, but, um, so it was, you know, a very humbling time in my life, which, uh, I seem to thrive off of that kind of thing, you know, just being resourceful and just, you know, um, and so anyways, during that, I worked at this bar called, um, Happy Endings. It was a sports bar. Oh my gosh. We loved Happy Endings. Yes. (laughs) Sunset La Brea. Probably yes. that's going to so, be a soundbite for sure. But yes, yeah. we have had so many nights in there. Yeah. That's it, so fun, that it place. It was crazy. Yeah. So that's like a crazy place. There. Yeah. It's a, it was a fun, crazy that's place. That's a crazy place to work. Yeah. I mean, that's was, like. Yeah. But there was only, that was it. There was no job. So like. Yeah. You know, Good, I had Good for you, Jamie. That's great. Thanks. And so they had like, you know, any award winning writers going to get bartending jobs. You guys remember it was a really tough yeah. 2009. I was there. I read for the part. And when I went in, um, you know, casting in general, the, they were like, you know, you really favor the comic book drawing. And I was like, well, not all the dimensions, but some of them. And and so I had a great time and they sent it off to Ken Branagh. And at that time I was literally, I went to work, had to vomit because it was like, I had to vomit, had to clean up vomit in the girl's bathroom because I was a new employee and it was a beer pong place and it was a mess. So I was, I was really sad. So I thought, you know what, screw this industry. I'm, I should just leave. A couple of days later, I get a call that Ken Brandon wants to Skype and he really wants to, you know, explore this. And I thought, whoa, really? And so anyway, long story short, I go to meet the guys at Marvel, which um, were Craig Kyle and Kevin Feige. And when I got there, I, because I worked at this bar and I had to park on something that was nicknamed Rape Alley, which is awful. I'm sorry, but that's what Oh they, my God. <laughs> um, they, I would carry a giant knife. And I have, I collect knives, not, I'm not a freak, I promise. Um, but I, I'd always have one, like I just, you know, with them, I, whatever. So I had one. And so anyway, in my bag, I, when I set it on the chair to meet the guys, my bag fell off the chair and like out rolled tampons, a giant knife and like all this other stuff. And then they were like, oh my God. And I was like, oh no, I was, and I was like, more about the tampons and the knife. I think they were more scared about the knife, but I was just like, oh God. And so I like, and it was a big purse. I had a lot of stuff because I had to go to work that night. I had to go to the bar. Yeah. So I was like, I had all my food, my almonds and whatever else. It was so embarrassing, but they laughed. And then they asked me about my childhood. And I said, I have four brothers. And they're like, hmm, because that's like the Warriors 3 and Thor. And like, it was just like funny. So like everything sort of lined up and they played a joke on me. They said that was on a Friday. And they said, by Monday, we need you to come in and do a British accent. And uh, you're going to meet some more people. And I thought, oh, God, like I've never done that before. And I didn't know how to get a coach or anything. So I uh, showed up Monday. It was actually all a ruse. They had like this conference room of people that like clapped because I do think I was probably the underdog choice for the role. And it was really sweet. And they just said, go to your fitting down the street. 
Oh my like, God. Do the accent or anything. Wow. But eventually. Yes, I did. But it was very sweet. It was wow. a cool that's a fantastic story. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's, that's a amazing. great story. I'm not good at condensing stories. I like tell all the details you don't really need, but that's. Oh my gosh. We need all the details. And by the way, ladies. But the details are up. like the best part. Yeah. Yeah. And it, just, and it, and it had a happy ending. It, so I'm just gonna, there she is. Uh, oh, that was the other thing. They were like, you have to start walking, uh, working at this bar. And I said, why? It's just a. They thought it was a strip club. And I said, no, <laughs> it's Ohio State football bar. Anyways, pretty embarrassing. Um, it's no longer there. Different name now. Yeah, I, I, they changed I, the name the and... I was there. Yeah, I was like, okay. It's never the same. It clearly yeah. was you. I bet you we were, no, I wasn't in LA yet. I was gonna say, I bet you we were there at the same time, but. Wouldn't that be that wild? That was, yeah, that would be. And we didn't know and. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's just Lady Sif behind the bar casually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mopping up vomit. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's such a brilliant story. And ones that are so great to share because we've all been in those moments where you go, maybe not exactly mopping up sick, but in those moments where you go, wow, is this worth it? Is this worth mm -hmm. me like doing yeah. this again? Especially when you'd had a job, been a paid actor on a on a professional show and then to go I'm gonna go clean up vomit in the toilet. Well, Kyle XY was everywhere too I still remember like the the poster yeah. with the without the belly button wasn't that like oh, yeah, yeah yeah like I remember I mean for you to go and do that says a lot about you that that you'd yeah. be on the show and say like I need to do this that's that's incredible kudos yeah and there's no well, shame in that that's no I and I, I hope people feel that way now you know just to if they're having to do extra jobs to make ends meet, there's no shame in taking care mm. of yourself. And, and that's true. You know, I think it's really important. And, and and I grew up that way. I grew up poor. I grew up very humble. So for me, it's always been, you know, just make sure you can feed yourself and maybe help out a few other people if you can, you know? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of which, Jamie, I saw on your um, Instagram and I, you're on the screen and we should definitely talk about that, but yeah. um, that you support starlight.org. Yeah. And I was looking into that. That looks like an amazing charity. Just, it just felt like a good time to ask you about it. Absolutely. That, I'll, I'll put yeah. you in touch with my friend, Justin, who is an affiliate with that charity. He put, he's the one that kind of got me involved and, and I try to do the, you know, competitions where we designed the little hospital gowns for the kids and and it's just all about creating awareness and raising some funds and that sort of thing and uh it's a really great organization so I'll yeah, for hospitalized kids right kids mm -hmm. that are in hospital and to, like I saw the thing you put out there was about um donating money to get gifts for kids that are yeah. in hospital which obviously at this time is a can be a really traumatic time to be in hospital mm -hmm. you know at Christmas and everything so um yeah, Deb, please put me in touch and I'll put it on the link below, but it's starlight.org if you want to check out their, um, their Instagram is at Starlight Children's Foundation. Um, and it was on Jamie's Instagram. Anyway, anyway, forget to... thank you. Yeah. And can we talk about Lorelai's costume and that situation? Yeah. Because when you got Lady Sifts, you it has to be able to stand up next to this huge Marvel budget, like yeah. beautiful Asgardian warrior costume. And you had what, 10 days to figure out Lorelei yeah. hat. Yeah. And this is the first time, right, that we'd done, that you'd done an, a costume like this in S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. 
this was our first, you know, um, well, I mean, yeah, I think it was, I think agent may at this point was the only, um, like costume that we'd really built for the show. Um, off the top of my head, I could be totally wrong by that, but with Lorelai, <clears throat> you know, she's from Asgard also, but you know, in the comics, she's a really great character. And so I did what I always do. And thankfully my, my ride or die, Philip Boutte, who's my concept illustrator has been with me since the very beginning. Um, we figured it out and uh, we just did a quick sketch and Linda Arnold, my brilliant cutter fitter, uh, whipped, whipped Lorelei together in a couple days. Uh, and, and it was really trying to stay true to you know, what had been established already in the films with Asgard, you know, we wanted her to feel like she was part of that world. And, and that was, that's the really fun thing about working in the Marvel universe is, you know, keeping it all consistent with what's happening in the films and what's happening, you know, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. And we were like weaving, you know, through those films and it was always a really one wonderful, fun challenge. Um, and she was a blast. We had a really good time. Yeah, she was With so lovely. So Elena. stunning too. Like mm -hmm. oh Elena Satine, yeah, she's gorgeous. I Absolutely was, gorgeous. Yeah, very stunning. Did you because I mean, I guess she must have watched Thor and got the vibe of it, but it's quite a specific, you know, you're from a Asgard. It's quite a specific mm -hmm. way of talking and kind of moving. And did you did you have training in that for Thor, Jamie, or was that yes. something you did in the audition? No, I, I definitely didn't. I was like, I'm from Texas. So this is not going <laughs> to I, uh, we, we, in the first movie, uh, because Kenneth Branagh, Sir Kenneth Branagh is, um, you know, comes from a major theater background. We did a lot of rehearsing so much so that I'm, I'm not used to that. I actually prefer to not rehearse. So it was very different, uh, different for me, but we had like a movement specialist, uh, and I think the animal that I was supposed to move like was a panther, which was interesting. So that oh was- Oh my gosh, I see it, yes. Difficult. Yeah, well- Yeah, I, mean, I can see that now, yeah. Definitely in the first one. Um, but, uh, and then we of course worked with dialect coach so that we all matched. And of course the first movie, it was more formal, the accent. And by the time we did the second movie, there was a collective agreement that we do it a little bit relaxed because it was very, um, I don't know how to, say the difference but it was it you know instead of forbidden it was forbidden so it was very like relaxed in the second one which which i like oh. didn't freak me out as bad but just hearing the voice just makes <laughs> me get so excited it's just yeah. it's so good when we, when... look at my face <laughs> i just love it watching this episode before i was like oh my gosh it took me right back to when we, because I just figured Anne, you would have known way before us as the cast do, but I suppose you did because we get the scripts a couple of days before, and you obviously have to do yeah. prep. But when we got the script, and it was like, oh my god, Lady Sif, Lady Sif, Lady Sif's coming, <laughs> Lady Sif's going, and then the episode was just so cool, and then watching it and the voice, God, you just do that voice then. I was so, it's so great. Do you like having an accent? Like, does that help you get into character? Them having a different accent. Um, it definitely, with the costume and, and that accent, it, I, I really wouldn't slump forward and speak like that. It, it yeah. definitely creates a presence that is a little bit more effortless, uh, yeah. with the accent than it would be without. Um, 
But there's a funny, I'm seeing, I remember this scene, uh, this day that we were out here, I was around <laughs> with everyone and I decided to do a really high kick and it was pretty cold in the morning and I pulled my groin muscle. So oh, the rest of this fight, I'm actually somewhat injured and it was, but it was my own stupidity. I like hit it from everyone, but my stomach. <laughs> oh my God. Cause everybody's like, oh, that's so funny. You can do that in that outfit. And I was like, oh, I should have stretched first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, these group of stunt performers are fantastic. I, I really think um, stunt performers in general are undervalued. And, and I do, I'm one of the advocates for trying to get a category in the Oscars for them because especially wonderful things we do these days with stunts and effects and things like that they really deserve some recognition so um agreed 100 percent. did you go through a lot of training because watching this it's you're just you're so precise with all your body movements and you can really you can tell that you're just like a you're in a kind of your own league what what's the training like what's that is it kind of grueling um, well, I grew up, uh, wrestling in high school. So oh my God. I love brothers. that. Yes. Um, and I did track and field. I was always athletic and I always had a natural ability, um, when it came to fight techniques, I have no idea. I never took martial arts as a kid or anything, but I've noticed over my, the course of my career, I do a lot of action, um, type of roles and things like that. And I, I pick up on it. Now, if somebody put on music and said, do it to this, I would fail. I'm a terrible dancer. I have no rhythm when I have to match like a beat, but for some reason with this, I'm, I'm very fluid and I really enjoy it. Um, I think part of it is just believing that you can do it and getting out of your own way and, and trusting the stunt performer. It's rare I would fight another actor. Usually I, especially on a show I was on called Blind Spot, um, I would often Great try to, thank you. I'd often try to fly, uh, fight the stunt person because I knew if I accidentally did a move slightly wrong, they would move like they would know what was happening. Um, so yeah, I've just always liked it, but my body's starting to tell me to not do it anymore. But <laughs> not over yet, I can't, you know. Just your groin on that cold morning. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah. Now I've had loads of crazy injuries off the of blind spot. So I think it's it's been um, as horrific as this year has been. It's been for me, uh, one great takeaway is that I had a break so I could repair. Yeah. Uh, so. It's so important because you forget that too, especially being on a show like Blind Spot or Shield. I didn't do really much fighting, but it's you to it's the relentless kind of, mm -hmm. you know, and you never know what's going to be in the next script. They might kind of give right. you some pointers, but mostly not, right? But right. I mean, every now and then. Yeah, the only but, thing no. I ever knew ahead of time on Blind Spot was there was a helicopter stunt that I had to hang out of a helicopter in the air and I you know I was crazy enough in season two to say yes and so I did that but they had to check ahead of time because they're like if you're not going to do it we probably won't do this portion and I was like no I'm totally doing it. and uh I got up there and I was like what did I say yes to but it was really thrilling but that they would have to check ahead of time otherwise I would learn them on the spot I would go to set fully dressed like, we're going to do these five moves I would learn them and then I would shoot them really fast I never rehearsed because there was never time you know oh, wow but that said, you know, I broke my nose, dislocated my shoulders, concussion. Like I've had a lot of crazy injuries, um, but it was mostly wear and tear, you know, like, whereas yeah. 
in something like this, I shot one episode and then I had downtime to repair if I, if I got injured, my poor groin muscle. But, uh, <laughs> every day, like you guys, you know, when you're every day, it's like, whew, it's hard to catch up on rest and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. How cute it's- you are. Oh, I know. Anna, watching this, I mean, talk about costumes. Can we talk about my jumper, my sweater? How I know. Do you remember like... that? I remember us fighting so yes. hard for that sweater. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, why? Why Why do you guys not love this as much as we do? So but I got my way. We both did. <laughs> yeah, we did. We're like, look. And this is like vintage Sim- Simmons. Yes, it is vintage Simmons. She stands up to Colson in this one. It's just... Um, one of my yep. most favorite lines is in this episode. I don't want to spoil it yet, but it's what Lady Sif says to Coulson at the end. I think might be my f- most favorite line in the whole show. I'll I'll let you know when we get there. Okay. Did we go to Vegas? I feel like it's this was in Vegas, no. right? No. <laughs> She's like, no. There was a second unit. Their second unit, I think, went to Vegas. Maybe, they but to- we didn't. Yeah, I think Gary Brown went. Uh, of course he did. But it was filmed in Vegas. I was going to say, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so second unit for- got to go to all the fun places. We stayed in LA. Yeah. For um for Lorelai's outfit in this, Anne, so she gets out of her superhero sort of Asgardian garb. And then how did you, how did you figure out her outfit here? Well, she took the stuff at the um, biker bar that we were at earlier. That's where she got what she's wearing right now. She took it off somebody in the bar. Um, And, you know, but it was fun. I mean, and we'll see later in the episode with Jamie too. It's like, it's fun to get to play with what would they look like in regular clothes? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, and it, this is, I mean, I love that part is like those conversations in the fitting room you know, who is like, who is this person? You know, like, what are, what are we doing here? So yeah. and how do they fun. do it? How does she find it? Where does she, where would logically yeah. she find the clothes from? She can't, you know, she was in a biker bar, so it kind of has to. Yeah. She took it off of like one of the ladies that. in the bar. You know, we don't know what happened to that lady, assuming nothing good happened, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, and it was, you know, she was a really, uh, Lorelai was a fun character but yeah that was our first you know for the show at the beginning of season one then there's definitely some other characters that pop in towards the end of the season so when you go but, through the timeline of a of a character like I, I suppose Marvel would have done it with Lady Sif for the movies but with Lorelai for this you get the script 10 days before and then you just call up your what was his name again the, the Philip Philip Boutte yeah the concept well, illustrator. Philip Boutte, like, here's what I'm thinking, and he'd sketch it. Could you be in the same room? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd he would come to the it. office and work with me. Okay. And then, so how long does it take him to draw what's in your head? Oh, we did this in two days, I think. So, and then two days, maybe. Two days to yeah. having the outfit? Two days for illustrating. Two yeah, there wasn't a lot of time right. to... Yeah. Okay. And then you just and, shop for fabrics. But it's and- also talking to, and fabrics. Yeah. So I had crew looking for fabrics and working with Marissa really closely and Jeff Bell and Jed discussing the character, what we wanted to do. I mean, there was a point 
where we had the dress on the mannequin and Jeff Bell came down to look at it and was like, no, I think it needs to come in a little bit here at the waist. And I was like, this is great. So, um, you know, Bell was really involved in, you know, the creating of, of Lorelei and her costume. And it was really, it was really fun. And, um, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely, it's a condensed time frame on uh, television, especially the kind of episodic that we were doing on shield yeah. and yeah. you know they're just there's just the nature of it you learn how to do this really fast and pivot on a dime and you know shift gears really quickly it's really good training and that's not just for me i think it's for all departments you know you yeah. have to you learn how to like make a fast decision stick by that decision and then move forward if something's not working you know you figure out how to shift direction quickly and make it work Uh, because you know we also as you were saying it's like it's a really stunt heavy show and so everything that I was doing on the show for the whole time I was there it was always in my mind about is you know what if there is a stunt you know most of you guys all your jeans had stretch in them the shoes all you know pretty much especially with Ming (laughs) trying to make sure that they were comfortable um and that you know you guys could move in your costumes um yeah. you know because well, sometimes just you just didn't sit, know they sat, would sit down you just sat down you're sitting down yeah. right now it was a little higher <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That was much easier to but it was not a like sitting costume <laughs> yes no um, and just seeing it up close is so beautiful i feel like this scene in particular we really got the oh my gosh you just kicked down the door of course <laughs> i don't remember oh i remember this yeah. Um, it was such a lovely moment too between you and Agent May, Jamie mm-hmm. of Lady Sip. I feel like you got space in this episode for us to sort of see a bit more of the character and see that maybe you had had your heart broken by mm-hmm. um, Lorelai and maybe what she did to your ex. And um, it, was that, did that feel nice to have a bit of, have, a character development outside of the movie that maybe you weren't expecting to get? I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons I agreed to do it was I wanted to give everyone and myself a little bit more of Lady Sif. Um, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's just, she's just really fun to play. I mean, who doesn't want to, you know, play a superhero? It's so much fun. And uh, and it's challenging enough for me to want to keep doing it, you know, and it's, and yeah. it's fun. So I was very happy. Um, when I read the script for this episode and then the future episode I end up on, it's just, uh, it was really, really fun to explore all the differences and yeah, get to open her up a bit. Yeah. Cause this was obviously pre blind spot. Mm-hmm. Um, did it give you a bit of a, cause was blind spot the first TV show that you did that had so much action in and just kind of relentless 22 episodes. Yeah. Kind of- yeah, it was it was a bit unexpected. I was under the impression we were doing thirteen episode seasons, and then we did twenty three. So, uh, you uh, did twenty three. Yeah. So it was wow. We, we did twenty three, and then we did twenty two, twenty two, twenty two, and eleven. I can't remember, but a hundred. Oh my god! It was uh, it was it was tough. I did like three or four fight scenes a week, and they would be like a ninety second fight scene. So that, and we'd shoot it in three hours, which is not that should really take a week to shoot. And um, so it was 
it was heavy, but I had a great double named Heidi and she has been with me since and she is uh, incredible. So the reason we were able to showcase so many amazing stunts on that show was because she was there. Yeah. Wow, that's nuts. Because I feel like, so for the, I'm just thinking through the fight scenes you had in this episode. So the one that, well, there's one coming up, then you had one Mm. at the biker bar. Can you remember how long that took in like to shoot? That was probably at least like five hours, six hours, right? It was most of the day, if I remember correctly. But the, the good news about the stunts, when it comes to SIP is, is it's less hand-to-hand combat like it was on Blind Spot. And so oh. I get to utilize weapons and then people are on wires. So like, even if I just slightly do that, they would go flying. So it was less aggressive yeah. and it was fast. Mm. Um, like oh, the that's so more interesting. Like, yeah. How's but, that staff? Um, it's heavy. Is it? <laughs> everything that SIP has, costume, uh, weapons, everything, they're so heavy to where my right arm, especially in the first movie, ended up getting huge. And my left arm was like, meh, because it was just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the sword and pulling it around, like doing the flourishes is, is pretty heavy. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, it was intense. <laughs> and that's props, right? That wouldn't have been you and the-, the That's props, yeah. The weapons. And we had stunt versions of it, um, but they had to be yeah. somewhat, heavy because if you hit something it would bounce like this or it would break so there was it was usually something that had uh some sort of steel or metal inside and it was covered with a padded version of the sword right Um, but we rarely used those i in fact in the second movie i stabbed through someone's uh costume with my sword but he was in a my god really padded (laughs) outfit so it just got stuck and i remember in the movie i had to kick him off the sword for real and they kept it because i was like Oh no, I gotta keep going. And then I, I <laughs> and I, we knew each other well. We've been training for months. Ago, so I, I was like, he's okay. I know it. And then when we, you know, they cut there, I, he go, I was like, did that get anywhere near you? Cause it's blunt, but it was just the force that I had to do it because it's so heavy. He's like, no, but that was pretty funny. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, plenty of knocking into, I almost hit Ken Brana with the staff once. He like, asked for me or something I turned around and I just went like, stop but he didn't I don't remember hitting him I think he got out of the way but it was just so big and I'm a national little- treasure gone I know, I know. <laughs> what a way to go though I mean right. what a claim to fame to be like yeah I've done a lot of stuff but Lady Sif finished yeah. me off <laughs> that's just so impressive though that huge of a of a thing just just a just even if it was light just it's so mm. big to move around and yeah I was crazy yeah I was lucky to oh I remember this this was trippy because this was like I was supposed to be on top yeah the airplane and I was on a great thing and they were like wiggle around and I was like I kind of can't because the armor like I was like I need to be pulled I think they did something where they were pulling me back and forth because I was like "I, I physically can't and then the costume got all the green all over it like it I remember it rubbed off oh, on it, but funny. it was easy to fix, apparently. They, but I just we remember fixed it. that I think actually hurt me the worst out of all the stunts because it was like trying to hang on and they were pulling me back and forth with the, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad or anything. It was just like, oh, this is harder than I anticipated. It's so, always those things that you just don't expect. You don't right. prepare yourself to go, right, I've got to, 
got to just sort of lay down today and look like I'm on top of a plane that's yeah. gonna hurt that that's the one that it almost ruins the costume that's on loan from Mark I know and then hurts I know you. right exactly what, what what was your reaction Anne when you heard that the costume had um green all over it I hope we can get this out. Well, it was on the area because it was like, you know, the metal boobs are like grazing the top of the plane. And I was like, that doesn't look right. Yeah. Like, what the hell is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doing to her? Yeah. I was like, at least it's green. We can fix it in post if we have to. But I know, right? Yeah. That, that, I think, was the very last day for me. I think that was on the last day of shooting. I want to say it was either the first or the last. It wasn't in between anything, I think. Uh, right it, it, yeah I think it was Gary Brown's second unit which is usually at the yeah. end of the the episode yeah this fight scene but was yeah with uh with uh, Elena and, uh, yeah Elena yeah well is Brett hard. right Brett or Brendan Brett Brett, Brett. Yeah, was Brett. Yes. okay yeah their their fight scene is heartbreaking but really good and her um stunt double was Melinda is it Melinda Agent uh, Melinda, what was her? I think it might have been no. What was I, Ming's stunt double's name? I feel like it was Ming as well. Was it Ming? There, she had a couple she of them. Was, One of them was Ming. Yeah, I think her okay. main one was might was have been Ming. But this whole Wait, Ming's like, stunt double's name was Ming. Yeah. Yeah. How have I only just heard of that? That's amazing! Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, um, carry on. But just all of these fights look <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Are you asleep? <laughs> I just want to phone Luke in here and be like, Luke, how did you do this to my life? <laughs> um, that's hard to shoot in that small uh, small space. Did you then have to ha uh, fight in the small space? Did you have to have a stunt double costume Two, did you get doubles of the Lady Sif costume, man? Yeah. Right. And I I don't remember who your double was on this, Jamie, but I feel like it was somebody that had worked with you on yeah. that. I don't remember. The, I don't think it was Heidi. Yeah, no, it wasn't Heidi. It was a woman named Kai Perneau, and she had doubled That's it. the first Thor. And the second one, I was doubled by um, an incredible martial artist named Chloe Bruce uh in England. And um, and so that stunt costume was actually made for Chloe, who is quite short. Uh, and Kai is almost my height. I'm five nine. She's like five seven and some change, I think. So mm -hmm. I, I was wondering like how that all worked. But I think Kai was mostly in the rubber armor for stunts. Not she was. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah, and there was you... also. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. Uh, I was the, the question is coming in for you. What's the worst costume disaster you've ever had? Oh my god. Um, in, the worst costume disaster i mean oh you probably me. no both i mean both of you guys i don't want to i mean answer honestly it's things like i actually posted a picture of it on my instagram at one point of ian eating tacos outside um from craft service and right here in the middle of his shirt was just a big glob of cheese oh, no. <laughs> and yeah, it's that, or there's another, there was a really great picture. Again, I posted it. Chloe had sat in something in her costume 
And so it was two seconds before they wanted to start rolling. And so we had to um, get out the blow dryers and we're there on set, just like trying to clean her up before so we could get her back on camera. It's stuff like that. But it's basically, you know, I mean, it up for you. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if that green hadn't have come out of Lady Sif's outfit, that could have potentially been the worst thing that ever happened. that's it's, that's the thing it's like you start like I don't even it, it's sort of like I I don't when you when I think about those things there's nothing that can't really be solved or figured yeah. out that's why yeah. I've got an amazing crew I mean I got the phone call like oh my god there's green all over the armor but we got it cleaned up and it was fixed and it was fine um I think one of the straps broke and we fixed it and you know we moved on it's sort of stuff happens. I mean, that's just the nature of it. Um, yeah. and you just, you, you gotta laugh, <laughs> you know? That's I mean, I don't remember thing. there being like any horrible blowouts or, you know, moments, How much you know, where a costume like that cost to make. Well, I mean, it, it's hard to answer. It's sort of, it can, it can be like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sometimes it just depends on, you know, yeah, where you're making it, who's making it, what sort of, you know, uh, what things you're using to make it. Wow. You know, whether it's the urethane or it's the real metal that can affect the cost as well. Like how much time do you have? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're building it in house versus having an outside vendor make it for you it's there's so many like factors right in there she's bringing this up because she's been having wedding dress fittings and (laughs) i think it's to put it in perspective that got it oh my gosh zach if only you knew well that's a a whole nother that's a whole nother zoom call (laughs) and the don't you worry (laughs) oh yeah um jamie we just i've already got my ideas yeah there you go um we skipped past your scene with uh lorelei at the end i think um that uh, there might be a little bit more to it but that you um it was such a gorgeous moment where lady sif had to kind of decide whether she was gonna kill her on the spot or whether she was gonna do the right thing and follow orders and there's kind of like a theme in this episode of when do you follow orders and when is it your honor to and when, you know, and how, how that's a dilemma. Did that, can you, as an actor, how do you sort of approach those moments? Because you can really see the emotion in that scene with you, but then you're obviously still playing and as guardian warrior and there's only so much that you want to, like, how do you approach that as an actor? Is that... Is it difficult to hold back emotion or show it or? I, um, well, I have no formal training whatsoever uh, when it comes to acting. So for me, I I actually don't quite, I'm not sure I can put into words uh, what I do in terms of a process. It just, I just think I'm a very uh, empathetic, sympathetic, compassionate human. And I, I can understand, I know what restraint feels like and I know what, um, trying to do the right thing. I, I know what that feels like and, and trying to quiet down the ego. I know what that feels like and, and that sort of thing. And I think um, it just comes to the surface when I'm given an opportunity. Sometimes it's hit or miss. Like sometimes I totally bomb it and who knows, especially like if I, you know, 
if it, it just depends, you know, but she was, um, so great to act with and everything. And, and, uh, you know, I think I just thrive off of, um, playing, let's see, I've been told this, uh, strong, but vulnerable characters. It seems to be my thing. So, um, so hopefully, you know, that, that I don't lose that ability. Um, but, it, but I do wish that sometimes I do wish I had more of a, a tr tried and true process. Cause I, again, it's very spontaneous what I do. And, and sometimes I don't nail it. So, uh, but I, I think, think that's wonderful. And I think that's yeah. so, I do too. so, so, uh, Oh, it's just brilliant to hear that you don't, because I, I get a lot of questions as to should I go to drama school and when is it too old to, you know, start, try to act or like, you know, I haven't, people ask a lot, like I'm thinking of a second career choice, but do I have to then go back to drama school or how do I the training and stuff? And it's, there's no real one size fits all. And it's right. just so, it's really brilliant that um, you, you took your own path and one of my favorite things about doing these lives is you get to hear how people yeah that there's so many different ways to do and be successful what whatever your yeah whatever your success level is whatever you do it's there's so many ways in um and i've worked with a lot of people that have been to very fancy drama schools and they give you absolutely nothing mm -hmm. <laughs> it's no guarantee of anything Right. How did you um, how did you get in to the business? Like, what was your route in? Uh, well, oh, crazy uh, long story. I, I often have quite a few crazy stories uh, when it comes to how things come about in my life. But for me, I was um, I was in Texas. I was seventeen, and uh, hang on one second, let me pause that. Um, and I uh, I had a, a really good girlfriend that her family had a little bit of money, and we were at the mall. And of course we were both tall and this scouting agent comes up and says, Oh, you know, I think, and this is in Dallas. And he's like, I think you guys should be models or actors or whatever he said. I don't know. But, uh, she, she thought my friend Lisa was like, what a fun thing to do. We should do it. And I had, I had been kicked out of drama school in uh, high school because I couldn't sing and they only did musicals. So I couldn't get oh. extra credit or anything. So I, I became a wrestler instead. So whatever. But, um, <laughs> So then, uh, so then I did this show. Oh, so basically, she that's the story I want to hear. <laughs> was, Me too. Yeah, it, that's another another podcast phone call situation. You should write a script. <laughs> another about Zoom. That, Jamie. that would be an amazing. It movie. would be. Well, it's it gets weirder because uh, I couldn't afford to pay the scouting agency to do this like showcase, right? So. I was like, I'm not doing it. But my friend Lisa was like, well, I already signed up. So now I have to do it. She got her wisdom teeth pulled out the day before and whatever meds they give you, because I've never had that happen, but it made her throw up. Like it made her stomach really bad. And so her mom was like, well, can you go in her place? And I thought, all right. And so I wore my like, of course, training sweat. Like, you know, I was such a boy when I was a kid, but I went to this convention center and they're like, do you have a dress? Like you have to have a monologue. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I don't have any of that stuff. And so they gave me like a GI Jane, something from GI Jane. <laughs> and naturally I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, how weird you would choose that when looking at me. But uh, so I went out on this stage and, uh, and a girl there gave me a dress. She was really sweet. And I went out on the stage and I did it. Um, the next day was a runway portion. I failed miserably, uh, not a model. Walked to the end, just walked right back off the thing. I was like, no. <laughs> You just kept going. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I didn't know what to do because there was somebody else coming out. 
So I was like, what am I supposed to do? And so I just went off the thing and went. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody told me I wasn't there for the, the rehearsals, right? So I just yeah. gave the line. Anyway, I remember my name tag was D54. That's all I was, was like a, you know, letter and a number. So I was like, all right. So then um, I got eight out of nine callbacks. And the thing was, uh, not for modeling, by the way, I didn't get any. I think I maybe got one. It was a scam. Um, but for acting, I did. And it so happened that uh, at the time, a management company that rep James Franco and a few other people were there because his wife's friend went into labor. So he filled in for her. Oh, wow. So it was never, it was like a meant to be. And so uh, wow. we all worked together, but he is who encouraged me to go out to LA. And, um, and you know, I went out there when it was blonde bombshell time, you know, the OC and all that stuff. So I just didn't work really. And then all of a sudden, like the strong action female thing became what it is. And uh, I was able to start working then. But, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Amazing. amazing. Oh my gosh. That's, that's a movie. I see it in my head. Let's I go agree. pitch it. You can star and, you know. <laughs> I don't want to costumes. Yeah, I can do costumes. I'll direct it. And yes. Zach, can, Zach can handle the modeling portion because Zach has also been a model and um, is successful. You know, you know to walk both ways on the catwalks. I feel like you're in, right? I've never tried the hopping yeah. off the stage thing, though. So that's. I, think I just went it. right around it. I just like went right back through. <laughs> because I didn't know what to do because they were, they, were, they were sending people out kind of quick. So I was like, uh, oh, that's the second time. That was, sorry. I went out the first time and just went to the end, went right back in. And the second time everybody was together and I was like, there's too many people. So I just walked off and walked <laughs> back because I was like, I, I don't know. Oh my God. I love it. Oh, I could just talk all day, but Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Thank yes, you. Thank you. This is so fun. I, yeah. Thank you, Anne. Thank you, Zach, as always. Um, Jamie, I was so inspired by your um, way into stardom, your attitude throughout it all. Um, you know, it was such a thrill for us as a cast to have you in this episode and just re-watching it. I just, uh, Lady Sif is just everything and I just love her so much. And Anne, thank you for being here. You just, your expertise you are amazing. Um, thank you for watching along. I'm gonna admit, uh, uh, the rest of the people in the waiting room and it gets a bit crazy so um, we'll wait for a while and then we'll sign off thank you guys for being here oh yes, thank one you. last thing we're going to have a break for three weeks now um, so we'll see you in 2021 yes <laughs> I know I know but we've got to have a holiday okay exactly. thank you guys <laughs> okay here comes everybody Wow. Oh, how amazing was that? Oh my gosh. I feel like I was quite well restrained in my fangirling over Jamie. Although, could I have said Lady Sif any more times? <laughs> came up. I came off and just thought, oh my gosh, right. Well, I've said Lady Sif about 5,000 times and every time I felt like I just got more and more fangirly, which brilliant. Why not? Of course you would. Hello, it's Lady Sif. Oh, Jamie was so wonderful, as was Anne, as always. Gosh, I hope you found that as inspiring as I did to listen to. Just, I've known of Jamie for a long time. Obviously, she was on the show, but I didn't really have any scenes. And so 
we would chat at the table, read and chat in between her scenes, whatever. And then she worked with Luke Mitchell for a long time on Blind Spot. So I've just known and been a fan of hers and just sort of in awe of a lot of things that she does and how she, you know, handles herself, carries herself, how hard she works. But I had no idea kind of her journey to Hollywood in a way and just really seeing her work ethic and the challenges that she's faced and she just has such a brilliant attitude just kind of a oh, what's it called just like a can-do attitude no fuss sort of she just handles stuff I don't know I I um that was so great I'm I'm I have texted her a couple of times now and she's texted straight back saying oh thank you so much da, da. I'm now re- resisting the urge to just text her all the time because I'm now slightly just so in love. <laughs> oh, so happy that she came on. And what a way to end 2020 with Lady Sif, Jamie Alexander and Anne Foley, who just so patiently and wonderfully answers all my questions about costume that I just find so fascinating. And just the, the speed at which she worked was insane. And the amount of people as the costume designer, the amount of people that you manage and you have to cope with so many different people's deadlines and how you know complicated the design is and then think about how practical it's going to be and how to get it on and off and how it's going to move and you know things that you wouldn't think about until you're in the costume of Jamie saying it took 45 minutes to unpack her costume so that she could go to the toilet I mean it's just you know there's so much that goes into a costume practical wise and then obviously aesthetics wise I could talk to both of them for hours Live Chat King, Zachary Bert Abel, obviously did amazing, pushed, pushed through, pushed through on his hangover that naughty Simon Cassianides and Luke Mitchell gave to him. I'm sure it was nothing to do with Zach. (laughs) Ah, thank you guys for being here and listening along. I'm going to get to a few questions that came in from Reddit. They're really good. Oh, actually, update. Let me find it. Oh, two updates that I'll mention. Maya, who was on last week, has confirmed uh, she left a voicey saying about her set square being named Bill and I wondered if it was after the cameraman. Anyway, she's only gone and confirmed it. It was after Bill, the cameraman. She named her set square after Bill, the cameraman. (laughs) I mean, I just, I wish, I wish you could all meet Bill. He would absolutely change your life and I feel like he, he'd love that Maya has her set square named after him. He'd be, he'd be flawed and he wouldn't give you too much of a hint, but I think he would love it. The other thing to mention, um, more important potentially, yes, definitely, uh, was just to say again, the charity that uh, Jamie supports, it's called Starlight their website is starlight.org and their Instagram is at Starlight Children's Foundation and they give support and raise money for kids that are hospitalised and there's a link on there to donate, to give gifts to children who are in hospital over this holiday season and they look like an amazing charity and I want to be just like Jamie so I'm going to start supporting them. Right, let's get to these Reddit questions. I don't know who this is from, 
but they asked, Brett traveled to Las Vegas for this episode. Where was your favorite place to tra- you got to travel to? I would say it was Trona, <laughs> where we filmed the Mavith episode, 4,722 hours. And it was my favorite, not because it was sort of glamorous, like maybe Las Vegas was. It was just so visceral and hard and a heat wave when we were filming that episode that I now look back at it fondly. I did have heat stroke a couple of times. <laughs> uh, and different members of the crew would just go down one after the other because there was just no shade and it was very, very hot and we, you know, we were filming a fairly physical episode. But I look back on that and even at the time, I just thought this is so cool to be here in an environment that is similar to maybe the one that Simmons was in and it's, it's all real. We all got to stay in a hotel and it was just really fun. Nandi asks, what was it like filming your scenes with Chloe this episode, especially the opening scene? There is a little humour to them, but you can also feel the genuine friendship between them that is coming together, which grows stronger over the course of the series. The scenes you guys had in this episode are some of my absolute fave Skimmons Bioquake moments of the series. P.S. It really made my year when you read my review. I still can't believe I was your first review ever. You are just the best. Thank you for everything you do. Oh, thank you, Nandi. Love, I love that you were the first review and I love that I read you out and I love the question. Just so much love. I'm just on a high after that live, but also great questions. Great review. <laughs> oh, I love this episode. I feel like, yes, definitely. Simmons and Sky, bioquake, if you will are definitely getting closer and I feel like this one in particular Simmons is starting I think Sky's rubbing off on her and Simmons is starting to stand up for herself more and she has some funny moments in this and when she stands up to Coulson it does feel like wow she's really coming into her own and she's really protecting her patient that is Sky who she is starting to love like a sister which goes very nicely on to Katie the moment when Gemma stood her ground with Coulson about the GH325 samples always stood out to me. How did you feel about her character growth at this point in the season? Thank you so much for doing this. You guys are awesome. Wow, Katie, I just accidentally already answered your question, but I loved it. It really felt like, and I think it helps to up the stakes as well. And also remind us that every person on that team is there for quite a specific reason that they were brought into the team initially. And Simmons is the sort of resident doctor and biochemist and so she this is her field this is this is where her oath lies she has a responsibility that in her mind secedes secedes is that the right word oh my gosh let me just google it oh no take over a throne office or other position yeah so that sort of makes sense anyway it trumps her i think that's a british term when you say to does it no oh my god it's more it's more important than the hierarchy of Coulson being her boss in that moment. She she says she, you know, I have an obligation to my patient. And I love that moment because it really, you know, Simmons does really come into her own. Right. How is it decided that Lady Sif and not any of Thor's other friends? Oh, Thor's other friends would be the one appearing on Agents of Shield. Were there any other MCU guest stars they wanted to have as well and couldn't get because of availability? I don't really know, but I think with the way that the story was laid out, it felt like Lady Sif would be perfect and everybody's just such a huge fan of Jamie Alexander. Her and Clark got on really well and she just felt like the perfect person to have on there. We were just so lucky to get her that she was available and just amazing. And I loved how the episode really 
showcased a side to Lady Sif that we might not have otherwise seen and just to have another hour of content that she is a part of is brilliant. Love my captain. In 1.15, Ward pulls the trigger on May after we see Lady Sif shutting down Lorelai's power. Was this a deliberate clue that he was Hydra or was it just a case of surreptitious editing? Mm, it was a deliberate clue that all of us missed when we read the episode. <laughs> Maybe Clark didn't. Probably Clark spotted it. DJ Hammer. Question, what was your favourite part of this episode to film or was there any particularly memorable behind-the-scenes stuff? I think all of us were just trying to not find girl too hard out over Lady Sif being there. I had basically all my scenes with Chloe in that little underground bunker med bay, which they got rid of, I feel like, after season two. Oh, at season two, because that corridor was so loud to walk up and down that any scenes you had on that little corridor, because the floor was grating, it was really loud. So we had to ADR, which is where you go in and dub your lines over when the background noise is too bad when we're actually filming it. And any time, even if you had a scene down there that you were standing still, any movement of your body would just creak or any of the crew um, would just creak. So... Well, that felt like a little creak then. So, yes, I do vividly remember being down there for all episodes, for the whole episode, and it was just fun because I got to be with Chloe loads. And then having that quite ferocious Simmons moment with Colson on a very creaky floor, I remember thinking, I just don't want to move an inch because I'm going to have to ADR this whole thing because this floor is so creaky. Hey, thank you so much for your questions, Reddit. As I mentioned before, we're going to be having a little winter break so we will be back probably on the 3rd we're gonna have on the 3rd of January 2021 oh my gosh as if 2021 oh no wait so it's gonna be the 5th of January we'll release a little Q&A maybe with Zach and I a little a little something something to keep you tidying over until the 12th of January when we will be back for Prapa. gosh what a journey this has been. I'm so excited to be on it with all of you. And a huge thank you to Augustine, who emailed me what feels like years ago now, saying, would you be curious to do Live With Lil YouTube into a podcast? And thus begun our journey. Remember when we did five in one week, Augustine? <laughs> oh my gosh thank you for sticking with me and with live with lil so happy you're here not wanting to clap too close to the mic but i'm giving you a huge round of applause please take a bow augustine just you're the best go get yourself a rest now you can have a few weeks off okay that's all the thank yous it's just left to thank you dear listeners for downloading and reviewing and emailing. I love reading them all. It just makes my heart swell to see how many downloads we're getting. You guys are the best. Take care. Wishing you a brilliant holiday season. Relax. Love yourselves. Spread love and light wherever you go. Yeah, gosh, see you back here, 2021. Thank you for being such a huge part of this year for me, always at the end of the year, I write down a bunch of stuff that I'm grateful for and stuff that I, you know, like a New Year's resolution, I guess, for the next year, but sort of reflecting on the year that's been and then 
what is ahead and what I would love to achieve and how I'd love to feel at the end of 2021 and um, you guys are a huge part of both of those lists so thank you so much for being along for this I'm gonna leave you now for a couple weeks couple weeks couple weeks let's not get too dramatic about it Um, thank you for being here I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much to Jamie and Anne and Zachary Burt Abel, MVP, live chat king. Couldn't do it without you. And I'm just looking at my timer clock that I feel like now, finally, as the year draws to an end, I've mastered the art of my stopwatch. So that's just good to know, isn't it? Hey, love and lemons, sending all my little pits loads of good wishes. Bring on 2021. See you on the other side.